Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 62 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode The Ghost of Tsushima Platinum Review. It's actually a pretty straightforward title, uh, but before I get into that, uh, let me just give you guys the intro. Uh, again, this review of Ghost of Tsushima will hit my website, www.gamewithgrief.com, on Monday morning at 7 a.m., so go there, uh, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the podcast, the audio. Uh, also, you can find me on iTunes, so li- like me, you know, subscribe to the podcast, uh, put a comment below that, let me know what you think, give me a five-star rating if you think it's worth it, or a rating in general, uh, that'll help me out. And then also, if you want to write to me, go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com, that's gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. So yeah, this uh, this uh, episode is pretty straightforward, I'm just going to talk about Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I platinum the game, hence the title of the episode, The Platinum Review. Uh, it's the second game, uh, the only, only the second game I platinum on a PlayStation. My whole history, uh, I didn't have a, obviously I uh, had a PlayStation 3 where they started platinum, uh, started trophies, and then I have a PlayStation 4. Um, the only other game that I platinum is uh, Spider-Man from Insomniac that came out, what, 2018? And uh, yeah, I think... It is a testament. I mean, I'll get into the game in a second, but, you know, I was quarantined uh, for a couple weeks. I told you guys I got the COVID test, so I was quarantined for 14 days, just standard procedure. So I had time to put in and play the game. But even looking over the trophy list to get the platinum, um, it was actually something that was really doable. You know, there was only one combat challenge in the whole thing. Uh, Like, you had to knock somebody over a ledge. Everything else was either completing the story or, um, you know, finding certain collectibles. And it wasn't even all the collectibles. There was, uh, you can compose haikus. Uh, uh, it was basically composing those throughout the island. The game, of course, is a third-person action game that is um, takes place kind of uh, based kind of quasi around a real event of the Mongol invasion of the island of Tsushima in uh, Japan. I want to say in the, what was it, the 1200s. I don't know the exact date because I think the invasion of the Mongols, I think they tried twice. And I don't know which one that they're using for inspiration. Again, I probably could have looked this up. But basically they're telling the story of Jin Sakai. He's a samurai. Uh, His family is basically in the beginning of the game on the beach. They're trying to, uh, you know, expel the Mongol invaders. It doesn't work out. And the story goes on from there. And I was listening. I actually don't listen to a lot of my podcasts after I record them, you know, because it's like spur of the moment thing. I do have notes. But, um, you know, I want it to be off the cuff. I listened to the Last of Us review, uh, the Last of Us Part 2 review, where I pretty much went over the plot, which is helpful to some people. But also, it is a spoiler review. And, yeah, you can go over the plot if you want. But, like, since this is kind of a one-man show, literally, my podcast, I don't know how much going over the plot is helpful in a review because it doesn't really tell you what you think of the game. It just kind of goes over the beats. I tell about that later in the Last of Us Part Two review. Uh, so I think I'm just going to talk about what I really enjoyed about the game and what I really think this is a special game. And uh, you should play it if you own a PS4. Um, it was developed by Sucker Punch, which, again, I've told you guys several times I'm in Washington State. Sucker Punch is in Bellevue, Washington, which is pretty neat to see a local studio. Uh, they've done other infamous titles that were on the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. They did all the infamous titles. They even did Sly Cooper. It came out for the Vita. 
Um, I think Sly Cooper came out originally for the PS2. But I know there was some Sly Cooper titles on the Vita and the PSP. Um, long story short, I think this is a special game because, as many reviews have pointed out before, this is kind of a culmination of several games that you played. And I think that can be taken in a negative way, you could say. Oh, so it's just like everything else I've done in games from Assassin's Creed to Uncharted to, um, you know, Breath of the Wild. A Zelda, the new Zelda game was obviously an inspiration. Um, you know, I've seen combat games before, uh, you know, Infamous, especially you fight in an open world. You fight a group of people in an open world. All that stuff, again, if you're listening to a review or something like that, could seem incredibly derivative to say that of a developer like oh this is this is kind of everything i've done before but i think um i heard an interview with nate fox which is a studio head it was another review from kind of funny which i really like their content but they had him on for their spoiler review of ghost of tsushima and it was really interesting I, the thing was almost two hours and to hear uh what the team did you know they got to go to japan on um kind of like um research trips and take photos and since they're, you know, they said we're a Western studio with, you know, white people, we knew we were going to get it wrong. So we got a lot of advisors that were Japanese and, um, you know, people that studied history and uh, cultural advisors that would help us along the way. I think what's special about it is they really spent a lot of time in their art direction making the game look amazing. Um, there's several times when you're riding your horse at breakneck speeds you'll come over a cliff and the sun will be setting and it looks amazing uh they also have like one of the best photo modes in a game i've seen you can move the camera around i think you can change the time of day you can um, put filters on it there's also a filter during gameplay called the akira kurosawa mode where it literally just turns everything black and white and puts a film grain over it so you can actually see what the game would look like if it was an old black and white japanese samurai movie which i think is pretty amazing uh, one other thing I wanted to address before getting to the big beats of the game. Again, this is kind of a spoiler review. I'm not only rating the Platinum, which I'll get into again. I kind of got sidetracked, but I kind of want to get into the game. Um, I've heard some people knock the main character, uh, Jin Sakai, uh, for being a little bit bland. And I kind of, you know, I, I disagree with that assessment of Jin. You know, he's uh, from an aristocratic family. Uh, he's a samurai um, his father dies uh, when he's young, and his uncle takes him under his wing, trains him to be a samurai, uh, and then through later in the game says, I want you, I wrote a letter to the Shogun, and I want you to be my heir, like my son. I'm basically adopting you, uh, and I will train in the ways of the samurai. And this all is really great, and Jin is a really stoic person, because obviously if you're a samurai, you know, they're usually portrayed as being very stoic, very non-emotional. And I think the actor, again, I probably could have done a little bit of research, but um, he did a great job and he should be commended. Um, so this idea that uh, he, you know, was was bland, I just totally disagree with. Um, since the Mongol invasion is effective in the game and Jin gets kind of pulled away at the last minute, uh, he runs into Yuna, which she's like a thief. Uh, she has her own reasons for going against the Mongols, you know? And uh, she basically just wants to get to mainland with her brother, Taka. and uh, But she kind of takes you under her wing, and you go to get your uncle back because he's obviously been captured in this beach invasion. Uh, so, um, But he's alive. So you immediately in the first act of the game say, I gotta go get my uncle right now. We're gonna go to the keep where he's being kept. 
We're going to storm up there. I'm going to walk up front to the gate. I'm going to challenge all them. And Eunice says, listen, if you do that, you're going to die. So you have to sneak around. I mean, we've got to take these. There's so many people in that fort. You know, we have to thin their numbers. And he said, like a thief? And she says, well, you could say whatever you want. But basically, like, you're going to, if you do it your way, you're going to die. And so through the game, Jin slowly becomes the ghost. Uh, through training and missions, there's some amazing side missions, some tales of Tsushima, as I call them. And you follow different people. Yuna is one of them that I mentioned before. You follow, um, as Nate Fox said of the studio, there's a woman named um, uh, Lady Adachi. Uh, she, they called her Murder Grandma. She's basically, her family was murdered during the Mongol invasion. She finds out it's kind of this inside plan from people that wanted to supplant her family. You follow her tale. Uh, through this island of Tsushima to find out who killed her family. Uh, what's really interesting about the tales is when they come up on the map as a marker, it will tell you how many stories are left. So it'll say you're four of nine. All the stories have nine parts. But it'll say you're four of nine. You're five of nine. And it's a great way to say, okay, I kind of want to stop this story for now and I want to go do something else. Like I said, there is some side stuff to do. You'll happen upon haikus where you literally look around the landscape. You have a prompt you hover the cursor over a tree, and it'll give you a phrase. And then it'll whittle that phrase into 575, the haiku thing. And then you will hear Jin recite the haiku that you have written and usually get a headband for it, which looks pretty cool, which is cosmetic, not a big deal. Uh, but it's, it's, it's really neat. Some of them are like reflect on death, reflect on loss. Again, I took a big thing about that because there was stuff about parents in there. So that was a big deal for me to like reflect on loss in a game. Um, at the same time, you're seeing this beautiful, pristine landscape of... Bamboo trees swing in the wind, and you know the sun either coming up or setting, or even a rainstorm. You hear thunder showers, which is amazing. Towards the end of the game, I got a brand new headset, and my wife even came here and listened to the game. She said, "Wow, the thunderstorms just sound amazing." Uh, if you're able to do that when you play the game, wear a set of uh, headsets, or if you have a good sound system, I definitely recommend that to get immersed in what's going on. Uh, it's great to do that, and so um, yeah. It's an amazing game. Uh, you also find Pillars of Honor, which are like these pillar stone, kind of almost gravestone set up for samurai. And you see maybe an old sword sitting around, and you grab that, and it's cosmetic option, so you can make your sword and uh, katana and dai katana uh, like the sheath that color, which is pretty neat. Again, it's cosmetic. It doesn't really affect the story. But usually those things are set in very strategic places that show off more of the landscape, the rolling hills. Uh, later in the game, you go to the snowy north, and what they've done with snow, how you see your horse's footprints in the snow, uh, how you see blood uh, hit the ground when you fight the Mongols. Most camps you can approach and start a standoff, which basically is just a button prompt. And if you do it correctly, uh, when you attack, when they attack, you kill them in one hit, and you can usually chain them together. I think the most you can do is five. Um, and I, I did that. You actually get an achievement for it, a trophy for it. Um, but it, it's great. It all adds into this feeling of being a samurai. That Nate Fox of Sucker Punch said they wanted that feeling to be, instead of you hitting a button and something happening, in the standoff you have to hold the button. And they wanted you to have that feeling of unleashing the sword, of the power of the blade coming out of the sheath and being released on these people, and that's why you kill them in one hit. And it is this thing where you're trying to clamp down on that feeling of just utter power and training that the samurai have. 
So even as Jin is kind of being trained to be the ghost and kind of slowly embracing this way of life, you start using smoke bombs and kunai throwing blades and um, sticky bombs, which are tar wrapped in explosive that you can literally stick on someone. Um, he's fighting with it. And you can still be a samurai. You can kind of forsake those tools of being a ghost. You don't have to use them. And uh, you can go into every keep, uh, do a standoff against people, uh, wait for them to notice you, kill those people, go into camp, be very respectful and kill people, you know, the old-fashioned samurai way. But there's a great mission after you free your uncle after the first act. And uh, he's like, we're going to go in that keep because what happens is the Mongols, the Khan, uh, Katala Khan is the main villain. He retreats to your the uh, your family's castle uh, home, Shineda, uh which has been a keep, a keep for your, uh, not Kaneda, sorry, um, I think it's Castle Shimura. It's a, it's basically the keep of your uncle and his family, and it's a massive strategic thing. Uh, he has uh, your uncle. You're like we're marching the keep. We're taking the castle back, and you do that, but it, it costs a lot of lives. There's a bridge scene where the flaming horses are set upon your people on a bridge. The bridge explodes. Hundreds of people are killed. And uh, you tell your uncle before this battle, you know, like, if we don't adapt, we will die. And right now, if you're going to do this, if you're going to send these people out, you're sending them to their death. Even after the horses explode the bridge, hundreds of samurai have died uh, from his clan. The shogun has also spent reinforcements. Um, He says, you know what? We're rebuilding the bridge. We're going back out there. We're going to look at them head on. We're going to march in there. We're going to take that castle. And you say, listen, hundreds and hundreds of people are going to die. And he says, but it's a samurai way. So what you decide to do with Yuna, who's still with you, you decide to sneak through the castle. And uh, there's an early mission, earlier mission, I should say, a few hours earlier that you can do, where you learn poison. Um, you learn how to make poison with a blow dart. So you, you tell Yuna, I can sneak in there, I can poison their, uh, the, the yak milk and the horse's milk that they drink. And it'll kill them. It'll kill all of them. All the Mongols will be dead in that keep. And um, we'll be safe. And uh, you and you agree to do that. Well, as you do that and sneak in, people are literally coughing up blood and dying. Probably a hundred of them. However many people there in the keep. Then your uncle comes in uh, and basically admonishes you and say, how dare you? You know, this is disrespectful. You didn't look these people in the eye. Uh, and you say, but I saved all these, I, I saved hundreds of lives, hundreds of samurai's lives by doing this, you know? And he said, well, this is dishonorable. You can't do this. Burns the letter, which says, I'll no longer adopt you, basically, by burning the letter, saying, you know, I'm not going to adopt you. You're not going to be a you're not a samurai. And Jin goes into exile. Uh, and uh, I'm truncating all of this because, like I said, I want to do more broad strokes. So, but the idea is he embraced being a ghost. And again, I really did embrace it because I think the game does an excellent job of pacing and telling you, I think probably more so, I can't think of another game um, about someone's personal journey, at least. I, I loved God of War and how that was paced and how Kratos spoke to the boy, as he says all the time. I love how he spoke to, um, I want to say Loki, but anyway, spoilers for that game. But uh he, the way he spoke to his boy, I think it was amazingly paced. But I think Ghost of Tsushima does a great job in the story of 
kind of laying these seeds of like people saying, I've never seen anybody, fight. I've never seen a samurai fight like that. I've never seen a samurai use smoke. I've never seen a samurai use kunai. You know, you stab these people in the back. And then kind of at the end, when you are the ghost and you receive some ghost armor that looks amazing, by the way. But when you receive that armor and say, I am the ghost, you know, I really felt it. Um, and again, another some other reviews I've read online from big sites like IGN and GameSpot say that, you know, it's... Uh, the story is okay, you know, they said, but really it's the combat, which again is important. But I think not all stories have to be uh, life-changing events. You know, there's a couple of handful of movies and things I've seen in my life that you're like, wow, that's that's a one-in-a-lifetime kind of movie, you know, that has changed my life. I mean, The Godfather is an amazing piece of cinema. Godfather 2 is amazing, you know. You can't believe people can make movies like that, Um and recently, I, I love Fight Club. I think that was amazing. You know, the philosophy of what you own and ends up owning you is an amazing kind of thesis for the whole movie. And it it really blows my mind, you know. And uh, for um, you know, for a game to nail a good samurai story of someone being conflicted about who they are and what they're doing and their place in the world, and slowly see that veil drop where there is another way. And I think it was told it was told superbly, and I think the people at uh, Sucker Punch should be commended for crafting a well-paced story. And like I said, not all stories have to be life-changing, you know. I think why I'm so impressed with this game is the narrative and the gameplay get tied together. At least for me, I understand if some people didn't want to be the ghost and maybe just wanted to be the samurai, uh, and maybe it kind of flew in the face of what they wanted because at the core, this is a samurai game. Um, and the mechanics are still there, but maybe in the cutscenes you're like, this isn't the way I wanted Jin to go. I enjoyed what they were saying and how they were saying it. And like I said, they conveyed, excuse me, clearly enough that this is Jin's projection. This is the way he's going. And I think that needs to be commended. And I think it's a terrific story. You know, is it this uh, amazing feat in storytelling? I mean, that's up for debate. But I will say that. To tell a well-paced story in any genre is amazing. And I think in games, um, it's even harder to do that in games. You know, uh, most people are concerned with, you know, catching the player's eye, which they do an amazing job in the world of having you just look at the environment, which is great. Um, long story short, I, I don't want to go on and on, but I will say this. I, I think the people, again, at Sucker Punch should be commended for pacing the story so well that I totally believed in Jin's journey. I don't think there was one part that felt kind of out of place. Every, even the side stories were paced well enough that when I was experiencing them, when I would do two or three parts of so-and-so's journey or this, it all felt like it kind of the pace moved along from what was happening. Um, I was trying to keep up with those as well, though, because uh, Tsushima's divided into three sections. You basically have to liberate each section from the Mongols. The Mongols push north. So you go from south to north, which I guess makes sense. And I was trying to keep up with the side stories while I was pushing north. And so everything kind of moved together in the narrative to kind of convince people, or convince me anyway, that this is what I should be doing, you know. Uh, these times call for different measures. And again, that, that line with your uncle about, you know, if we don't adapt, we're going to die, Uh you know, rings true. And, and and it is tragic, too, to, you know, the death of the samurai, this nobility, and the idea that um, so many of the game comments to Jin, like, it sounds like you, you just want to, you know, what's the difference between samurai and peasants? And, you know, my father told me a story that, uh, 
there wasn't really a big difference. And Jin says, no, you know, we're about honor and all this. And they says, it sounds like you really just like to wield judgment on people. It doesn't sound like you're any better or worse than us peasants. You just like having power, you know. And Jin kind of brushes off and says, well, it's kind of open for interpretation. But I think all that kind of stuff is really, really interesting. And I'm I'm so glad that they were able to craft this story. And, and as a quick aside, um, I was thinking about this. Their last game came out like around the launch of the PS4, which I think was in 2013. So 2014 is when they came out because it was a few months after the launch. Uh, Infamous Second Son came out. Um, and, uh, you know, that was, you know, 2014, like I said. And, uh, you know, it's 2020 now and this came out. And it was like, wow, six years. But the moment you play the game, you see everything they put into the game, the research, uh, you know, the fact that the whole cast is um, Asian American um, and they have these advisors to tell them, hey, you don't hold Nate Fox's whole story about like, hey, they, we were holding the sake glasses wrong. And somebody said, you have to hold it this way to make it look correctly. And like all this stuff that I think is amazing that you really see every minute of that six years like on screen. And again, as a quick aside aside, <laughs> um, I don't know if worried is the right word. I think maybe this is just now what I should expect from maybe the next generation. So instead of getting two or three great releases from, say, Bioware over um, you know, the next couple of years with the, the new console launch, like maybe we're only going to get one. Maybe each first party studio is only going to come out with one major release, you know? Um, maybe two. And I mean, if it's going to look like, you know, if the photo mode is going to be as polished, if the, if there's going to be a level of detail about the way the samurai hold their sword, the costumes are using, the way the villages are designed, the, the way the fires burn, the way the shrines look, um, you know, maybe that's just what it's going to take to get that level of quality and things like that. Uh, and those games to look how they look. And then in, 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 in that way, I'm just trying to set my expectation to know that, hey, uh, when the PS5s come out, Sucker Punch is probably only going to come out with one game. Naughty Dog's probably going to come out with one game. Maybe, like I said, maybe two. Maybe they have a small experience. Maybe they have another team. Long story short, I think that, uh, again, Ghost of Tsushima is amazing. And uh, right now, uh, I'm going to get into the uh, Platinum review of it. Which is, um, again, I think I said early on, I've only platinum two games. One was Spider-Man that came out a couple years ago, and one was this. Because this was a doable platinum. It actually looked like the team really sat down. And it is, it is a skill to kind of sit down and say, what, what, how do we want you know, these trophies to go? How do we want this to go? You know, do we want to make him do all this crazy action stuff to unlock a trophy? Um, the only one that was really difficult besides the physical fighting one was to... There's one trophy that's tied into three activities. Uh, I think it's called Body, Mind, and Spirit. And you basically, uh, you have to find all, you have to write all the haikus. You have to go to all these fox shrines that once you go to so many fox shrines, they unlock a, a charm for you to put on your gear to um, change the stats of your gear. Like either it'll give you health or defense or whatever. Um, or the third thing is these bamboo strikes which are just a quick time event. You hit a sequence of buttons and it slices through bamboo. And you the sequences get more and more complex as more and more bamboo is added. After you've sliced through seven pieces of bamboo, uh, that unlocks something to give you more resolve. 
and resolve is used in the game to do actions such as special attacks and, and you can also heal with it you get resolve back by doing actions or killing people or countering them and all that kind of stuff and that was really only a matter of luckily there's a lot of guides online i use power picks uh but they were like hey just go here do this do that do this and really it's a checklist so if you're at that point where you're like hey i think i'm missing two of these things you know like that's not difficult I think each thing, like the bamboo strikes, there was like 17. The haikus, there was like 19. The fox shrines, there was like, you know, 19 or 18. Um, it's it, it, Some people could find that tedious, but the thing is, like, I enjoyed playing the game and I enjoyed uh, exploring the map. And if I know that I can just go, you know, oh, I got like two of these left. You know, I've already pushed my way all the way north and I just have these couple of things to knock out, like... To me, that's something that's like really attainable and doable. And, uh, you know, I have a day job and obviously I was quarantined. But I think even the times, because I started working uh, late last week, I was cleared for work after my uh, second negative test. Um, but the idea is that uh, it, it was even when I was playing in the evening, I was like, this is really doable. Like, you know, I'm knocking this stuff off the list. I'm finding these things. I'm finding these shrines. I'm finding some of these collectibles. Uh, one of them was like a hidden thing of doing whatever. You basically have to bow in front of these like dilapidated altars, but there's a sign in front of it with the bowing symbol, and you just swipe down on the touchpad and you bow. Um, I thought that was going to be very laborious, but it wasn't. And I think uh, not only should uh, Sucker Punch be commended for uh, the story and the combat, which again is fun, uh, they should be commended for crafting a doable platinum list. So people like me who are you know, platinum noobs that only have one of their platinum can actually sit down and go, no, this is doable. Because I think I do that with every game I get on the PlayStation. I look through the trophy list and I try to coordinate things and do stuff like that and say to myself, yeah, you know what, this is doable. I think I can do this. And then like three quarters of the way through the process, you're like, you know, life hits and you're like, I can't, I can't do this. And like, this is really more complicated than I thought. Or this is more complicated than I thought. Something like that, and then um, I peter out, and it's hard. And it's hard to go back to a game once you roll credits on it. It's really difficult. And so to craft a list like that and work with the team to say, no, that's, you know, that platinum is very difficult. Like, there's no way we're going to make them do, you know, 15 standoffs in a row without failing or, you know, anything like that. It would just be crazy. Um, So, uh, yeah, I think all in all... The story ends in an amazing place. They give you a moral choice, whether to allow your uncle to live or die. Because once they find out about the ghost, you try to reconcile with your uncle. He somewhat rejects you and says, well, uh, it came from the Shogun. Uh, I can either let you live or I have to deliver your head uh, to the Shogun because now you're a traitor. You know, the ghost is dishonorable. uh, And you have a choice to let him live or die. I watched... Uh, both endings online and I chose to let him live uh, because I think the line was really great when you kind of do a mortal blow and your uncle says give me an honorable death and kill me and you look at him and say I don't have any honor anymore I'm not a samurai doesn't matter and I won't kill my family and I thought that was a really powerful way to end it I watched the other ending online it's also very good you say that you want him to be remembered as a good uh, tactician a wonderful leader and a great father, and then you stab him, uh, which I guess in a way is what he wanted. And Nate Fox even said so much uh, on the the long interview from Kind of Funny that I heard. He basically said, you know, the canonical ending is letting him live, 
but the you know if you want to do what he what he wants, it basically is killing him because he wants an honorable end. And I think um, it's an amazing way uh, you can do things after the credits roll. Uh, you have your own personal residence with kind of all these paraphernalia of your your journey of um, you know like uh, scrolls on the wall from your friends in the game. Uh, there's a note from the Shogun saying he wants you dead. Uh, your armor is on display. You can look at all that kind of stuff. I think you kept something from the Khan after you defeat the Khan. Um, and then you can go around the world and explore. And uh, as I was going for the Platinum, I thought I had it all, and then I didn't. And I thought, oh, man, what did I miss? What did I not do? And I looked online, and I missed one thing. And I went and did it, and I got the last trophy and then the pot, the Platinum. I got that one. So it was pretty amazing, uh, just a little five-minute thing of housekeeping to go. But even as I'm talking to you about the game, I kind of want to go play it some more. There is some collectibles that aren't tied to trophies or anything like that that I didn't find. They actually took photos and did, um, in the game anyway, uh, digitally scanned, it seems like, or at least recreated some Mongol artifacts, like daggers and um, like burial like flags and things of their shamanistic culture and i didn't find all of those so i actually want to go back and find all those also if you find japanese banners from different houses you turn those in and uh the man that you turn them into is like a seamstress something he tells you a story he wants to keep history alive so he tells stories of these japanese families and then if you turn somebody in you get a new saddle for your horse um so yeah i'm probably going to go back and do that kind of stuff kind of round it out and just ride around the world because um there's an amazing thing where if you ride through a field long enough with like tall grass and flowers on it a uh, jinn will kind of lean over and uh, put his hand down and run his hand through the grass while he's riding and it's an amazing animation um and then too there's a couple of combat things i wanted to try out you know some like stealth moves and things um and it's it's pretty great so um yeah I, it's a shorter review uh this week but again if you have a ps4 uh, watch some gameplay, pick up the game. It's amazing. Sucker Punch should be commended. Um, they've done a great thing. I can't wait for what else they're about to do, uh, but this took them six years, so I will be patiently waiting uh, for their next game to come out. Um, and so, yeah, with that, I think uh, that's it for the week. So, again, uh, this will come out Monday at 7 a.m. on my website, www.gamewithgrief.com. Go there, leave me a message, let me know what you think, leave a comment below. Uh, you can actually download and stream uh, the podcast from the website if you want. Uh, find me on iTunes. Uh, I'm the Gaming with Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. Like, subscribe, uh, stuff like that. Uh, let me know what you think. Give me a star rating. Write a review. Uh, or if you want to write me an email, go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Drop me a line. Let me know what you think of the show. That's gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. So go there. Let me know what you think. I think with that, guys... Uh, you know, be safe out there, wear a mask, and I will see you guys next week. Bye.